stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. What would be the reason for an election right now? Normally you call an election when you've lost the confidence of the House, but you know we've been able to actually get things done. So how can the prime minister say that when we've been able to pass confidence motions? So that doesn't really make a lot of sense. So I thought really the prime minister just wants power and that's not a good reason to plunge the country into an election. Well, Jagmeet Singh, NDP leader, is, is right that the situation right now, uh, there's no good reason for Canada to, to have an election. And it's clear that the prime minister, his party, want an election. But that's not a good reason to, to go to where he went. So it was interesting as well to see former Green Party leader Elizabeth May endorse this. Uh, the idea that, as Jagmeet Singh expressed in a letter to the new governor general, that Mary Simon should decline the prime minister's request. The prime minister, in order to prompt an election, would go to the governor general, request a dissolution of parliament, and we'd be off and running. Jagmeet Singh would like the governor general uh, to turn around and say, well, no. That's not going to happen. Now, I suppose technically that's possible, but it's definitely not the convention. And I don't think it's a path we should want to go down here. But obviously there's, there's something involved in the prime minister going to the governor general in order to bring about an election, very much a part of our system. Well, uh, someone who certainly understands and studies our system, Westminster systems, uh, very closely joins us on the line for some further insight on all of this. Uh, Philippe Lagasse is an associate professor, William and Jeannie Barton, chair of the Norman Patterson School of International Affairs at Carleton University. Professor Lagasse, thank you so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So I guess, I mean, there's kind of two questions that, that are very much intertwined in some ways, but, but can the governor general reject a request and should the governor general reject a request? Which is the more pressing question in your view? Well, it comes down to the, the formal legal authority. So the formal legal authority of the governor general is that she's the one that, that exercises the power to dissolve parliament. And we've built a series of, of conventions and customs around how uh, she would exercise that power. So in this case, it ultimately, the, the main convention is that she exercises that power on the request of the prime minister. And uh, according to, to custom, she would only refuse that request if certain conditions uh, are in place. Uh, the primary condition would be we've just had an election. And the, the other condition being that there's another viable government in place. So you, your listeners may recall uh, 2017 in British Columbia when Christy Clark attempted to request a dissolution of the lieutenant governor uh, almost immediately after the election. And that was uh, refused to allow John Horgan a foreign government in British Columbia. So that's a classic example of where it could occur. Currently, uh, this parliament's been in existence for quite some time. Uh, there's no viable government uh, other than the Liberals. So it's difficult to see on what grounds the governor general would refuse the request. So it's not enough then, as, as Jagmeet Singh did, and certainly it might play in the court of public opinion, but that's very much, I think, for Canadian voters to decide whether the prime minister is justified in going to the polls right now. It's, it's not enough in this kind of constitutional context or the role and the power that the governor general has uh, to basically say this is a pointless election. Right. It's not the governor general's call to, to determine when is a right time for an election. She's uh, she's appointed. She is ostensibly not a politician. That's not her role. Her role is really constitutional guardianship. And in the current circumstance, the Constitution is pretty clear about what the rules are. 
Now, she might discourage the prime minister from doing so. In a private conversation with him, she might say, is this really necessary? Uh, Parliament seems to be working. Are you really determined to do this? What about, you know, a fourth wave? Whatever. Uh, but the, the reality is if the prime minister insists, then the governor general has to leave it to voters to decide whether or not the prime minister made the right call. Now, I mean, back in 2008, and we almost had, uh, you know, a, a coalition, uh, you know, attempt to to take power shortly after an election and that whole drama. I think people remember it. But if we had a situation where, you know, the other parties, the conservatives, the NDP and the bloc were prepared to team up or partner or cooperate in order to form some kind of government, that's obviously not realistic. But if we have that kind of scenario, how much would that change the, the potential situation here? Well, that would really only meet one of the two conditions. So even if you had a viable government that was in place, we're heading into about two years since the last election. Uh, So that's a a significant time in in the life of a parliament. Um, And therefore, from the governor general's point of view, it would make more sense, and constitutionally this is what we've determined over time, to turn it back to the voters and say, well, if you would prefer a different government, then you have the opportunity now in the election. Uh, the counter argument would be, well, look, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So if there's some other means of calling on some other party uh, or coalition of parties, that's what the governor general should do. But it's not really the governor general's job to determine whether or not the conditions are ripe for it. That, that rests on the prime minister's shoulders, ultimately. Canada does also have fixed election, fixed date election legislation, which I think is, is less awkward when we have a majority government. But... Maybe a lot of that goes out the window in a minority government situation, but is is that relevant at all in this context here? No, the legislation was designed uh, to preserve the governor's general's power to dissolve parliament on the advice or the request of the prime minister. So the letter of the law is quite clear there, and it's the same in all the provinces. And we've seen a number of provincial premiers request dissolution far earlier than the date would require. I think the, the one thing to bear in mind, and this is a little bit where Jagmeet Singh was, was pointing to, is when, when the legislation was drafted, the idea was in a minority situation, it would only be when there was a vote of non-confidence, or at the very least, you know, if you were going to live within the, the, the spirit of the law, that the government shouldn't uh, simply go whenever. But uh, as we've seen, the prime minister is already putting together a case of saying this is a dysfunctional parliament. Um, And that was a a similar line that uh, Prime Minister Harper used uh, to dissolve early as well. Right. And ultimately, I mean, you know, these are matters for elections to resolve, right? I mean, you know, the question of whether we're going into an election that is unnecessary, there is an element of democracy there, isn't that? The Canadians can judge that for themselves. Well, that's really the, the, the underlying point of the nature of the conventions as they exist, Right is it's not really it shouldn't be the governor general's decision whether or not canadians need a new parliament uh, the prime minister can make that call and then it's really up to the voters at that point in in the pure democratic principle to say either we agreed with this or we didn't and in the current conditions as a number of commentators have kind of pointed out if the prime minister uh, requests a dissolution we have an election and suddenly we're stuck in the middle of a fourth wave uh, voters might not be pleased with that and that might be reflected in the polls and in the election. So it's it's a political gamble, and, and ultimately the cost for making the wrong decision has to be political when it comes to the prime minister. 
So we had the, the NDP leader send this letter. We, we had Elizabeth May, and what she said uh, on Twitter today, she said, a prime minister has to have a reason, has to have evidence of a lack of being able to hold the confidence of the House. Trudeau does not have evidence. So are, are we in the realm of opinions here on what the governor general's role should be, or are we more into the realm maybe of misunderstanding of how this all works? No, what I would call it, Rob, is performance. This is performative yeah, ignorance okay. of how the Constitution works. Uh, Mr. Singh, Mr. May know, how, know exactly how the Constitution works. Uh, they're under no illusions. They're smart, seasoned politicians. This is trying to reframe the rules in a manner that is advantageous uh, to your political position. So there is no requirement that uh, there be a vote of no confidence in the minority situation, nor is there a requirement that there have to be good reasons. Um, as much as we might like that to be the case, there again, it's po- politics that enforces those, those costs, not the Constitution. Very important points. Professor Lagasse, appreciate your insight on all of this once again, and thanks so much for joining us here today. Thank you. All the best. Uh, that is Philippe Lagasse. He is an associate professor, William and Jeannie Barton, chair of the Norman Patterson School of International Affairs at Carleton University, uh, focusing on Westminster, systems of government, legislative, executive relations, uh, all of that minutia of uh, how our government functions. So in his view, to paraphrase, uh, Elizabeth May, Jagmeet Singh, a little bit out to lunch here. You know, this is not a path we want to go down, I don't think, where you've got the governor general telling the prime minister to beat it. There's not going to be an election. Even if you can make a strong argument, and God knows you can, that an election right now is unnecessary, it is kind of pointless, it is, let's put it this way, very self-serving. The liberals see some attractive poll numbers, they see their opponents to varying degrees in some state of disarray, they want to pounce. Okay, well, Canadians can decide for themselves whether they should be rewarded for that. We saw in Alberta in 2015, for example, uh, a government that went a year early on an election, at least insofar as the fixed election date law in Alberta is concerned, and I think that was one of the reasons why they lost. People saw that as opportunistic. They liked what the poll numbers were saying. They rolled the dice, didn't work out for them. That may or may not be the case uh, with this government and uh, this upcoming election, uh, but we are still a democracy. So yes, the governor general, that's part of the power that 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 position has uh, to dissolve parliament. It's not up to the prime minister to dissolve parliament. But is it up to the governor general to stand in the way uh, of an election here? Our number 403-974-8255-974-TALK. This is Afternoons on 770 CHQR. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.